It is a two-for-one Friday here on Locked On Boston Bruins as we are breaking down both Matt Grizzlick and Brandon Carlo's past seasons and looking at whether they will be part of the team moving forward. Let's talk about it on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every single day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Friday, May 26th. And uh, this episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL. And when you enter promo code LockedOnNHL, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. I actually used my Yeti tumbler Bird Dogs branded last night when I played softball. And uh, we won our first game of the season. So yay us. It is a Friday episode here, and like I said off the top, we are talking about both Matt Grizzlick and Brandon Carlo on today's episode, continuing our series of seasons in review. Before we get into that, a quick reminder, you can find the podcast on LinkedIn and LinkedIn. <laughs> Man, I got my day job on my mind. You can find it on Twitter and Instagram at Bruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Those of you watching on YouTube can see by our fancy new graphics that we're going to begin today by looking at Matt Grizzlick. Our boy Peter appeared in 75 games this season, four goals, 22 assists for 26 points which was a new career high for Matt Grizzlick. Now I should say I'm talking about these two specifically because apart from Hampus Lindholm and Brandon Carlo, it's the de facto second pair or your other top four defensemen. While Grizzlick played mostly with McAvoy and Lindholm played mostly with Carlo, these two guys did have some time together as well. In fact, 18.4% of Grizzlick's ice time was spent played with Brandon Carlo, just a shade more than with Connor Clifton. 50.6% of his ice time was spent with Charlie McAvoy. But other than McAvoy, he had some success with Brandon Carlo this season, 16 goals for while they were on the ice, 15 goals against for a goal differential of plus 11 when they were together. Grizzlick was a plus 45, if you care about that stat, which was among the league leaders, perhaps even highest in the league. His 26 points were a career high, although 
well down from his career high in terms of points per game average, which was set in 2020-21. He appeared in only 37 games, but 20 points for a 0.54 point per game average. Duped me into keeping him on my fantasy team and um, was playing at a 44 point pace over a full 82 games. Uh, you know, as a potential Tory Krug replacement, that's what we all th- thought, at least, anyways. Uh, he had 20, sorry, two minutes and 44 seconds of ice time on the power play per, per game. That season, only 26 seconds on the power play. So it's pretty impressive that he had a career high in points despite getting really next to no power play time for the Bruins this season. Um, so again, 0.35 points per game, but 26 total points, which was a career high. Now, when it comes to Matt Grizzlick, we can't not talk about being scratched for three games during the playoffs. And a big knock that a lot of people, a lot of people who listen to this podcast have on Grizzlick is that he's not built for the playoffs. And in fact, he was scratched for three games of the postseason, zero points in the four games that he did play, and he was a minus one with only uh, six shots on goal. Now, I, for one, would not have scratched Matt Grizzlick from the playoffs. Um, Despite the fact he didn't get any points, I think he was much more effective than both Connor Clifton and Derek Forbort. Forbort out there for his penalty-killing prowess, but the Bruins were still killing a bunch of penalties without him down the stretch. So I think that was a mistake, uh, scratching Matt Grizzlick, despite the fact he didn't have um, any points in the postseason. Um, He played mostly with Charlie McAvoy when he was on the ice. They had an even goal differential, one goal for, one goal against when they were on the ice. Uh, A negative shot differential and a negative shot attempt differential as well. I mean, let's be honest. A lot of people struggled for the Bruins in the playoffs. Matt Grizzlick wasn't immune to that. But I think he gave the Bruins a better chance to win than when Derek Forbort was in the lineup. Overall, a pretty good season for Matt Grizzlick. Again, not quite as prolific offensively as we thought he might be, despite having career highs in points. His point per game average was second highest of his career, but well down from what he showed in 2020-21. But again, with much less power play time as well. Only zero, or sorry, 26 seconds of power play time on average this season, which was down from 244 a couple years ago. And... That just goes to show you the the options that they had on the power play, how deep this team was, uh, and it really did affect his average production while still generating the highest total points 
of his career, which is a testament to what he's able to accomplish at five on five uh, as a member of the Boston Bruins. Yeah, he had a positive goal differentials with everybody that he played with. No negative goal differential when he was on the ice. Plus 25 with McAvoy. Plus 11 with Carlo. Uh, plus 2 when he played with Hampus Lindholm. Plus 2 when he played with Connor Carrick. Even a plus 1 when he played with Anton Strahlman. Remember him? Um, positive shot differentials. And positive shot uh, attempt differentials with the guys that he played with the most, save for Connor Clifton. They were a minus when it comes to shot attempt differential and shot differential, showing you that not a great pairing, and he belongs more with either uh, Charlie McAvoy or Brandon Carlo in the top four. And we're going to talk about Brandon Carlo here in a moment but first a quick word about uh, one of today's sponsors which i mentioned off the top our friends at bird dogs now i was sent a pair or two pairs of bird dog shorts a couple weeks ago and i cannot get enough of them they are the perfect fit you enter in your size your length all of it and they're stretchy fabric. I mean, I don't want to brag, but they make my legs look great and they're comfier than my other shorts and pants by far. They also give me the freedom to wear when I'm playing uh, softball or even going on a date night to a meeting, hanging out with friends. They're the perfect pants for dads because they have a little breathing room for those of us carrying around an extra gut. They make me look great and feel comfortable go to birddogs.com slash locked on nhl and when you enter promo code locked on nhl they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every order i don't have mine on me but my son's using it making him feel a little special like he's got a little uh a special drink in there it's just water but again go to birddogs.com locked on nhl enter promo code locked on nhl pick your perfect fit, and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day. Every dayers can expect continued off-season coverage. We're going to look at the fourth line on Monday. Next week as well, we're going to take a look at Derek Forbort, Connor Clifton, Jeremy Swayman, some fringe players, prospects, and trade deadline acquisitions, all looking at the year in review for the Boston Bruins, one, of course, which ended in disappointing fashion. Let's talk about Brandon Carlo, shall we? He had 16 points this season, three goals, 13 assists for 16 points in 75 games. Uh, That 75 games, very encouraging, seeing as he is oft injured. A 0.21 point per game average, 17 point pace, which was the second highest of his career. He had 23 points back in uh, 2019, 2020, 
uh, 0.28 points per game that season, four goals, 15 assists in 67 games, which were career highs for him. He only had 94 shots this season, which uh, was one of the lower shot per game averages of his career. 128 hits, getting very involved physically. Obviously, no time on the penalty kill. And he had 116 blocks, which was a career high for Brandon Carlo. Under Jim Montgomery, we know that he wanted defensemen to get more active. We saw that at times from Brandon Carlo, where he was... Uh, taking the puck towards the net or being the man left open for that extra pass. Pretty good overall season for Brandon Carlo, who played the majority of his shifts with Hampus Lindholm. They were a plus 21 when it came to goal differential this season. They were a positive shot uh, pairing as well. 53.7% of shot attempts when they were on the ice went in Boston's favor. Also a positive uh, mark when it came to shot attempts as well. Corsi average. I mentioned Carlo and Grizzly played together at times. Also a positive result there. He did play with uh, Derek Forbort as well. 100 minutes of ice time. Forbort and Carlo, they were a positive when it comes to goal differential shots and shot attempts, not so much. They were kind of caved in there, but still had that positive goal differential. In fact, only 37% of the shots taken with that pairing on the ice were in Boston's favor. So, so let's not do that again, shall we? Uh, he did play a bit with Dmitry Orlov. That had some success. I wouldn't expect that to carry on, seeing as Orlov likely won't be with the Boston Bruins next season. In the playoffs, he played all seven games, four assists for a 0.57 point-per-game average. Uh, That is well above his uh, career production again. Highest point per game average in the regular season has been 0.28. In the playoffs, he was on a 47 point pace over a full 82 games, which probably unsustainable, but still, uh, he had only had two points total in the playoffs over the past three seasons. He had four points back in 2019 when they went to the cup final. So he matched his single season career high in points in only seven playoff games, which is pretty remarkable for Brandon Carlo. Brandon Carlo also emerged as a a leader on this team. And I thought it was, uh, there was one thing he said that was very interesting in the um, end of season media availability about uh, about improving his game. He said the mental side of things is uh, where he improved the most. It's a conversation that's kind of out there now with mental health and whatnot. And there were times where I was pretty anxious for games and I wanted to change that. I don't know if that's due to his concussion history and being a bit hesitant out there, but he added, 
quote, I knew just being as confident as I could would lead to putting in the work. So I feel like for me, just taking steps mentally was a big part of that this year for sure. And, and you can see that renewed confidence and um, becoming more of a leader on this team. Now, if Bergeron and Krejci are not back, he will be called upon to be even more of a leader. That is if he's still with the team, there's always the possibility that he could be traded. But he said, having watched Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci do their thing, having seen Zdeno Chara here in the past, he said, quote, it's important to recognize our responsibility to carry on the values and the things that they brought to this organization and continue to make them lie within this room, take care of those things that they've built into this culture and continue to work towards the goal that we've all been striving for, end quote. And when it comes to whether or not Matt Grizzly or Brandon Carlo will be on the team moving forward. Probably more likely that it will be Brandon Carlo, but we're going to talk about that here in a moment. Keeper trade, Carlo or Grizzlick. First, a quick word about uh, today's other sponsor, our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is the best sportsbook out there and they're making it fun to bet on the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs. Right now, new customers can get a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, there's no better place to bet all playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get the no sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Go over there to put some action on the Celtics, who are still alive, thank goodness, and uh, Western Conference Finals in the NHL, Stanley Cup Finals coming up next week. All right, let's discuss whether Brandon Carlo and or Matt Grizzlick will be with the team moving forward. Now, Brandon Carlo has more term on his contract, four seasons left with $4.1 million going against the cap. He's only 26 years old, so for a guy who handles pretty heavy minutes for the Bruins, Top four mainstay, not bad value there. Uh, you have McAvoy making the most, 9.5. Hambus Lindholm, 6.5. And Brandon Carlo, four more seasons at $4.1 million. He also has some no trade protection. 10-team no trade list for the next two seasons. An eight-team no trade list in 25-26 and a three-team no-trade list in 26-27. So for the next uh, two seasons, a 10-team no-trade list. It, it still opens up some possibilities, but he has that no-trade protection, or some anyways. Matt Grizzlick, on the other hand, one season remaining 
3.6875 million. He's three years older, 29. Uh, he will turn 30. When's his 30th birthday coming up? Not till January, so he'll turn 30 this coming season. And uh, one season left on his current deal with no trade protection. So he's a pretty big candidate to be moved this offseason. Personally, I'd rather try to get rid of Derek Forbort, who also has one year remaining, $3 million. He has some no trade protection. We'll talk about him more next week. But, you know, if it came down to who should go, who should stay, I'm pretty comfortable with this top four that the Bruins have in McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo Grizzlick. You'd want to move either Derek Forbort, certainly Mike Riley if possible, and there's questions about whether Connor Clifton will come back. He's a UFA. Dmitry Orlov likely won't be coming back either. If you have that top four, Jakobs Borrell can move in. He's got one year remaining on his deal. He's 26, 1.137. You got to see what you have in him. But the reality is Matt Grizzly could be traded, seeing as he has that one year left. It's a pretty reasonable deal. He's a very efficient puck-moving defenseman. Productive five-on-five. We know that he's able to chip in on the power play. He's played big minutes on the power play in the past. So if they're looking to to cut salary, they're not able to move uh, Mike Riley, then Matt Grizzlick becomes a very real candidate. Now, Brandon Carlo isn't immune either. There could be teams that come calling for a, a still fairly young guy who can carry big minutes. His term might scare some teams off. His concussion history might scare some teams off. Personally, I would keep Matt Grizzlick. I'm a bit, I'm not married to Brandon Carlo. I know he's taking on a bigger role when it comes to leadership on this team. Um, He's very limited offensively. Gets caught. You know, he's a big body. You can get caught by some speedier players out there on the opposition. If you can package him for something of significance, then I'm not opposed to making that move. Uh, I'd be much more reluctant to trade Matt Grizzlick, although, of course, you don't want to lose him for nothing next summer either. So big decisions ahead for Don Sweeney with respect to his defense core. I mean, they do have... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys signed, including Mike Riley, Jacobs Borrell, uh, Forbort. But they also have some guys who might be able to make the jump next season in uh, Mason Lorai. Probably could use some time in Providence before jumping up. Uh, Jack Ashan, I should mention, is a unrestricted group six free agent. Uh, unrestricted free agent because he did not get enough games prior to um, turning 26. So he's an unrestricted free agent. I still like him to to get a contract. Connor Carrick, Anton Strahlman, also unrestricted free agents. 
All that to say, I love Matt Grizzlick. I don't want him traded. Brandon Carlo, you know, I respect his leadership qualities that he's become somewhat of a core member for the Bruins, but I would not uh, be shedding any tears if he were to be traded, just to be honest. All right, that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much, my friends, for tuning in. Thank you for the ongoing support. I know it's not easy to talk about the Bruins as we get closer to the Stanley Cup final. And again, just continuing to lament an opportunity missed here for the Bruins. But those who continue to watch, listen, really do appreciate the support. And uh, we press on here on Locked On Boston Bruins, your favorite team every single day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Take care of yourselves, friends. Take care of each other and have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again here on Monday.